on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We are back from a break that we took. Um, had some things come up. Not going to talk about that. But uh, we're back. Extreme Rules happened last weekend. We are going to start our show with Extreme Rules beer ratings. And I would like to get out ahead of this and say one of the best WWE pay-per-views I've seen in a very, very long time. It was a great watch. Lots of beers. I watched it with Dewey, our good buddy Dewey. And I think Dewey was also impressed. So I don't know. And then uh, we're not going to talk a whole lot about the week in wrestling from last week. Uh, it was honestly a really good week to take off because last week I watched most of it and it sucked. It was not good. Um, but this week was. This week was pretty pretty damn good. The fallout from and the last SmackDown before Extreme Rules. Uh, all in all, I, I mean, even Dynamite was better than it has been this week, in my opinion. So... Um, and a little bit of news, a little bit of news that'll be peppered in there with the week weekly recap because most of it has to do with things that are happening there. So, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 77 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And we are going to start right off talking about last weekend's Extreme Rules premium live event. What a show. Yeah, it was good. I I, loved it. Yeah. uh, I mean, I'd say... I don't know. Four out of the five, four, four out of five matches were great. There were six matches, Joe. So I'd say, I think five out of six matches were rewatchable. Yeah, that's 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 my. Oh, that's was there my, a pre-show match? No, there was the Donnie Brook, the the SmackDown Women's Title, the Strap Match, the Raw Women's Title, the I Quit, and the Fight Pit. No. I would say four out of six. You're right. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, 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 I see it. Uh, I didn't underline one of the matches, so it, it didn't stick out to me. Let me let me fix that right now. You know what I'll say? I'll say the SmackDown Women's Championship match, I would not go back and rewatch and quite honestly would not go back and watch the fight pit. Yeah, it wasn't great. I agree with great. you on that. We'll talk about that, though. Um, we have a new WWE record for most beers in a pay-per-view slash premium live event. 
insane. Uh, it is not the overall record, not even close. It is, and that's that's mostly because of all out from this year getting thirty nine fucking beers, but unbeatable. It, I don't I don't know if that'll ever get beat until the next AEW pay per view until full gear, obviously in November. Um, it, so here's if WWE put on pay per views like they do now, but also a mix of fourteen matches long. Yeah. Then, then like I think WrestleMania it, next year has a chance, but it's two nights. So yeah, that's the thing. So like, remember, be... remember back a couple years ago when they did six hour pay-per-views, they did that, but the matches they do now, we, we'd, we'd really have a chance of beating that record. WrestleMania 35. When we, when we get to that in retro pay-per-views in like six or seven years, that's when there's a chance, but probably not, but probably not, not even close. Um, because by then AEW will have cracked forty beers, yeah, or, or it 70. won't even be, or maybe it won't even be around anymore, Joe. That's true. <laughs> All right, but we're getting right into it. Extreme Rules beer ratings, um, and I want to start before we even get into signs a little bit, a little bit out of the ordinary, Joe. I, um, I really loved the opening like video package thing, the spelling bee thing with Paul Heyman narrating. Yeah, the kids spell extreme. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think like I. It's like everything WWE does right now. They cannot miss. Can't miss. Like I'm saying that four out of six were rewatchable. That's not to say that the two matches that they had weren't good on this show. Yeah, I agree. It it wasn't bad. It was just uh, the other ones were so good. Yeah, they were they were especially good for WWE. Favorite match on the card, Joe. Favorite match on the card. Um, it's either the Donnybrook match or Edge versus Balor. Edge versus Balor, I think, just for the storytelling. Yep, yep, that's me. That one's mine. Edge and Balor, so good. Um, but let's get into signs, like we always do. I have. This is the problem. Here's the problem. The matches are good, but the signs are lacking. I have four signs and none of them are even that good. Yeah, I have a couple. I think I have one, two, three, four. Yeah, I also have four. All right. So I'll start with my first one, which said Rousey is lousy. Yeah, I had one that said that was it. It was like the best one. It was during the entrances of the first match. Frozen, is that you? Question mark. And I was like, I don't get it. Frozen? during frozen is that you and it's it was the entrance for brutes and imperium i don't get it so i don't get that either because i also saw a sign that said frozen is all elite i don't don't get that i don't get it at all that's sometimes the signs that i write down are things that i just don't understand at all hoping that maybe you might have some insight but i think we're just shit out of luck here yeah my next sign because you already said your next sign um Something I don't agree with, especially after the match, the fifth match of the night, during Edge's entrance, right behind his head, there was a sign that said, Edge is more played out than Harley Quinn cosplay. Hmm. I agree. You agree that he's more, he's with played you. out? I agree with you. I agree with you that, I agree with you and your disagreement. There we go. Okay. Sorry, I am a, a little bit more drunk than usual. Let's just say that. All right. I've been drinking. What time is it? Eight o'clock on a Friday. Yeah, I've been drinking for like seven hours. It's Friday, though. 
I don't usually get to do this because we normally record on Thursdays and I get home like late afternoon and I don't really want to be too hungover for Friday morning at, at that place. Yeah, that's understandable. But it's Friday. Friday. Um, next one, I said uh I had a sign that said, even the shock master wouldn't fall for you. Hmm. Not sure if you remember the shock master, Joe. What or at match least the viral what clip? That, what was that during? WCW. You you're not gonna remember the shock master, but there's that like viral clip. It's a it's a viral wrestling clip where it, remember he wore the the stormtrooper helmet in glitter. That was the Shockmaster. And he like broke through a like a brick wall during his entrance and then was supposed to step through it and then he fell down. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, that was during Bailey's entrance. It said even the Shockmaster wouldn't fall for you. Highly recommend looking it up because it's hilarious. It's okay. It's very funny. Uh just going because I already said that what was right behind Ed, Edge, when Balor entered, there was a sign right behind him that I didn't understand. It said, finish the Exosound series, and I looked up Exosound, and I didn't see anything. So I don't know what Exosound is, and I don't know what the series is or what the story behind it finishing early. Story of my life. Um, <laughs> But yeah. Somebody wants them to finish the Exo Sound series, and I, it's that, I wrote it's that... that guy. It's that same guy that holds up all the weird signs. It was that yeah, guy. It was on the ramp. So. Oh man, there was a he held up a sign. A it's couple premium Woody live from Toy Story. Yeah, he said he hated Toy Story or something like that. Well, a couple pay per views ago. Yeah, idiot. Yeah, I wrote that down just because I was I couldn't find very many signs, so I saw that one and I was like, all right, I'll put that up. Yeah, I'll put my ones up. Heard that. Um, and then my last one was Sally, the farmer's daughter for Hall of Fame. No idea who she is, but put her in. Okay, I got one that that said Happy thirtieth <laughs> event or thirtieth anniversary Mortal Kombat. Oh, did not know that. I wouldn't have known it except for the sign. Maybe it's also not true. Who knows? I don't. There's no way I know it. Really isn't. But that yeah. would be like 93, I think, or 92. That would be 92. So, so yeah, it could, could it be a thing. It does make sense. Yeah. Um, math, yeah. Math checks out. Not a a very lackluster sign showing from Philadelphia here at Extreme Rules. I'm going to need them to be better next time. I really not going I, to be. I expect a lot from Philadelphia when WWE goes there or when anyone goes there. They're a great wrestling crowd every time. They were a good mm-hmm. crowd on this night with the exception of their signs. But let's get into the first match, the Donnybrook match, the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium, Joe. And you said earlier that this was up there on your favorite matches on the night. I think this is number two for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're in agreement here. I think I think we both have the I Quit match at number one and this one at two. Yeah. What do we What do we think here? Some highlights here. Let's so- see. I mean, there was the Schlegel blogging. Uh, the shillelagh? Yeah, that's what I said. The shillelagh spots. <laughs> Joe, you said Schlegel blogging. No, that's what you said. No, I will not. I am definitely like, I know I make the, I'll cut that jokes all the time, but I'm like actually not going to cut that. Okay. People will see how dumb you are. I'm pretty dumb. Yeah, so, uh, so there were the shillelagh spots. There was a spot where uh 
Pete Dunn went through or Butch went through the barricade in a spot where they never go through the barricade. So I think that was actually legitimate. I thought it was cool because it was it was on the other side. It was on the other corner. Um, same side as the announce table, but like the other corner that they don't normally do the quote unquote spear through the barricade spot. Yeah, I don't um, think it was intentional. And yeah, because like the video board was there. Yeah, and it looked like Butch got like legitimately hurt during it. Really, I did not notice that because I mean he, he, he still he still had a hell of a match after match. that, but like I don't I think it was not not a accidental spot or like a purposeful spot. Yeah, I think he was um, just supposed to be pushed up against it, and that was it. Let's see, what do I have here? Oh, um, I just I just have a take for some uh, a certain participant in this match. Um. I get that the brawling brutes are the faces here and they have been here for about a month since clash the castle, or maybe even the, it was like the lead up to clash the castle when Seamus turned face. But just because Seamus turned face doesn't mean I need to like Ridge Holland. I still yeah. don't like Ridge Holland at all. And that's okay. And that's I, it's mostly understandable. because of what he did to Big E, even though he didn't purposefully break Big E's neck. I will never forgive him for that. He will always be a heel in my mind. And that's it. I mean, I mean until Big E comes back. If Big E comes back and wrestles, then maybe I will consider forgiving Rich Holland. But even st- even that even then, like especially now, like can't forgive him for that. And uh I don't like him. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I I also understand that in a high impact sport like this, there are going to be accidents. But fuck Ridge Holland. Yeah, but like, why couldn't it happen to somebody like, I don't know, Ridge Holland? Yeah. <laughs> um, We had some blood. Seamus and Gunther both bled. Uh, yep. Seamus was on the back after the shillelagh spot. Gunther was like on his, uh, on his left or on his right leg, like up yeah, near, his upper thigh, but yeah. right by his butt. We had texted because I actually had to watch this over again because um, I watched this live with Dewey down in Jacksonville and I was already way too drunk and I was not able to keep track of all the beers. So I had to watch it again in tally. So I remember I I feel like I, I don't know what it was, but like I distinctly remembered seeing like a couple spots where Walter was bleeding. And then when I watched it back, I, I only saw that one, but he definitely bled. And really Seamus bleeding is the reason that Alex is still champion. Yeah. Fuck Alex, but don't yeah. actually fuck Alex. I'm not going to Same. He just, at this point, like he makes such good predictions that like, you have to have a perfect day because he'll always get one wrong. We, you don't see him that often. I never see him. We could just not send him in the the text one time one day, and uh, <laughs> see if he forgets. I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep including him. All right, whatever. I like. <laughs> <laughs> you know he listens to this, right? I yeah I, I was I was counting on that, so he could be like, "What the fuck." <laughs> Because he'll he'll come up to me like uh every now and then and be like, yeah I agree with you guys about this but I I really don't do, I I don't agree with this and that 
And they're like, yeah, it makes it makes it funnier if I'm being petty and he hears what I say. <laughs> it, it it's almost like I'm not talking behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear from him about what he thinks about that. Then, um, the I think near the end, yeah, near the end of the match. So we had a barrage of shillelagh shots. There was like mm-hmm. 25 of them. It was insane. Walter goes through the announce table. The Brutes end up winning after I forget who got pinned. I think it was uh, probably Kaiser, but like basically Butch and uh, that other guy, Ridge Holland, they hold him while Sheamus hits the brogue kick and they get the three count. And that was it. The Brutes win. And we got five and a half beers. Yeah. Not even close to number one match in this card. Yeah. Mostly because there was a like a thirty-five minute match on this card. Yeah, but but that was that. Um, after this that, is, uh, so I I made a note to say that this was the first White Rabbit scene of the night. Uh, there, it, I think someone somebody was making their entrance. I didn't take good enough notes. It was but... the Brutes. The Brutes. They they had a White Rabbit thing during the brutes entrance yeah it was just like random cut to a white rabbit jumping and then brutes con- brutes entrance continued yeah it was the white rabbit jumping it was like hopping along in a forest and then it got to a, a purple x to imply extreme rules because like if you haven't been keeping up with that and like you're not on twitter like you have no idea what's going on and if you don't want like the pre-show had the same exact thing so like they were just making sure people that didn't watch the pre-show also saw that same thing. I'm pretty Ex- sure. And oh, it, storytelling. It, it, yeah. Very good. Very, very good. Um, and then before the next match, we had uh, The Miz. So throughout the night, The Miz is uh, uh, doing something, trying to get Dexter Loomis off of his back. I think eventually... Um, there's a match made for, no, that was on raw. I'm sorry. That was on raw. Yeah. Um, but throughout the night he's getting trolled by gritty, the Philadelphia flyers mascot gritty, like the most popular mascot in the world right now. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the Miz throughout the night. Just getting trolled by gritty. Um, next match though, Joe, next match is, shall we say worst on the six out of six. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. Well, not the exact words, but same. I'll concept. tell you exactly why though. Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. And and it, it, it's it's for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Extreme Rules. Um there's a there's a slight chance I come off a little bit sexist here. I'm just gonna preface that. However, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, these types of matches, and I'll tell you why that they don't work. I think Ronda Rousey can pull this off, but when you have Liv Morgan swinging a chair, right? It, it, it's it's quite literally just the viciousness or like the like when you watch these matches, you can tell with the naked eye, like you like somebody who doesn't watch wrestling can tell that they are not trying to hit each other hard with these chairs. Yeah, like stuff the, bat, like the bat spots as well. Well, Ronda, I thought Ronda did pretty well 
with her spots but like you could also kind of see it in the in the ladder match like it's quite literally like it's it that's why i said i'm gonna come off a little sexist here it's women's matches when they're in extreme rules matches or they're using weapons like they don't do it well Mm -hmm. i would have much rather seen like this match and quite possibly the ladder match as just regular singles matches I don't know because that, that that that's what we've been complaining about with the extreme rules pay-per-view and other pay-per-views but it's called extreme rules and we we have several matches on the card that are not extreme rules matches yeah that part I, I appreciate it's, I, it's I kind appreciate of like a little give fact. and take yeah I mean so so was it the best match no but do you have two of the best women's per- performers in the match no that's not the case for Morgan, who's not the best. And then you have Rhonda, who's not the best. She is a MMA fighter, not a not a sports entertainer, if you will. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my thing for it. Like, like I don't hate them as performers or anything. Like, it's it's quite literally just the the nature of the type of match that they're in. For me, it doesn't work that well. And yeah, I understand. I just kind of wish that it worked a little better. But um, some of my notes, uh, let's see. There was a mention of um, that. They, so they mentioned, right, because this was the only actual like, quote unquote, extreme rules match on the card. Like it was dubbed an extreme rules match. Not to say the other ones weren't, but um, it just basically means no disqualification. But yeah. When they yeah. came up with the idea of a match being called Extreme Rules, the first person or one of the first people to ever, one of the first, one of the people that was in the first ever Extreme Rules match, we had a mention of Jack Swagger on commentary, aka Jake Hager, who's now in AEW. That was kind of weird. I didn't think. Um, and then also for this match, I, I always thought it'd be fun to be able to bet on like, what will be the first weapon used during these matches? Because I don't know if you remember Joe, but do you remember what the first weapon used in this match was? No, not ordinary at all. I don't know. I don't know. It was a fire extinguisher. Oh yeah. It was <laughs> when Liv was underneath the, she, yeah, she got stuck underneath the ring and then she came out with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. I remember. I remember. You remember? Uh, yeah, but before uh, before I forget, um, you mentioned that they said Jack Swagger's name uh, on AEW this week. They mentioned Kevin Steen as a former Ring of Honor guy. Oh, I did not catch that. Was and that during? If, I'm assuming that was during the uh, world title match. Yeah, if I didn't, um, Joe has had some technical difficulty here. We're back. We're back. Um hopefully for the rest of the show i remember we were talking about Liv morgan ronda rousey i don't remember where we were at um we had said that the first weapon was a fire extinguisher and then joe joe i think i remember now you were saying something about i mentioned jack swagger and you were saying something about oh you said they mentioned kevin steen yeah they they mentioned kevin steen on dynamite this week during the chris jericho match yeah, yeah he had a match with danielson 
yeah during the Chris the entrances for the Chris Chris Jericho match they they mentioned the uh the great people that have held the title and they mentioned Kevin Steen and I was like oh that's weird uh but now that you said that they mentioned Jack Swagger it kind of makes sense yeah I guess it does um the only other thing I had for this match was Michael Cole uh just being a dumb sports fan when he said that when it was like when Ronda like legit swung the bat and Liv ducked, like there was like a legit bat swing, and Michael Cole saying that Ron like she looked like um, Bryce Howard, Bryce Dallas Joe, Howard. Joe, do you know who Bryce Howard is? Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard is the uh, the chick from Jurassic Park. Okay, but he was talking about a baseball player. Okay. Um... So not, that's not the same person, right? No, not even close. Okay, it's a trick question, Joe, because Bryce From Philadelphia, Bryce right? Howard's not a real. Yeah, it's 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 a trick question because Bryce Howard's not a person. Michael Cole basically just mixed up Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, who and, currently yeah. plays on the <laughs> Phillies, and Ryan Howard, former Philadelphia Phillies player MVP. Um, they look nothing alike. I will say that. So it it was just kind of funny to me as someone who does know who both those people are. I know who both those people are. I used to be into baseball. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Back in the day. I don't know, Joe. Used to. A little hard to believe. I'll have you know, I went to an Islanders game this year, this week. That's hockey. Yeah. And they're playing in a hockey stadium. You were we were talking about baseball. <laughs> I know. I but that that was just my way of saying look how big a oh, sports you're, fan I you're am. You're a sports guy. I get it. I'm okay. a I'm a huge sports guy. Joe loves the sports ball. Uh yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> this match got four and a quarter beers, and yep. the next match was a strap on match. Well, Ronda Rousey is a new SmackDown women's champion as well. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I guess strap- I guess she's She's probably going to start a feud with Shayna Baszler. I, ooh, I might not hate that actually. I don't think I would hate that. No, and I think I I, like. I think that once we get to SmackDown, that frozen. There was like a little heat between those two, but I I don't. I'm not frozen. You were. I'm not frozen. You were. It's impossible. You've been moving the entire time. Okay. (laughs) Um. Anyways, yeah, the strap-on match was next. Carrying Cross, Drew McIntyre, and the match. Well, it didn't start because Carrying Cross didn't want to put the strap on. On, <laughs> good one. Yeah, that was that was kind of where I wanted to go. Um, and you called it a strap-on match. Yes, I beforehand, did beforehand. So ruined. Ruined everything. But the only reason I called it that is because that's what I wrote. Well, it, I mean, that's what I call strap strap matches as well. They, they're strap-on matches. Um, the fight goes into the crowd before the match even starts because obviously, like I said, Cross wouldn't put the strap-on on. Uh, and basically, Drew McIntyre has to beat him down a lot and... Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna say strap on a lot. That's just rough. Yeah. Um he puts the strap on on cross and then they have the match. 
Um, lots of use of the strap, obviously. Wouldn't have it any other way. And Scarlet gets involved. Yes, yeah, she does. What's up? And eventually she gets in the ring when Drew's about to hit a Claymore and Pepper sprays him. And Cross hits whatever that move is that he uses. I don't know what it's called. I don't either. And he wins. And yeah. That's that. I will say that during this match, at one point during the strap on match, Cole says, Cross is having his way with McIntyre. Mm. With the strap on? With the strap on. I will also say that Corey Graves at some point during this match said, uh, Cross is him, implying that Karen Cross is Jesus. Yep. Mm hmm. He might be. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Especially after seeing the opening moments of SmackDown tonight. I don't yeah. think he's him. If anyone in WWE is him, it's it's Roman Reigns. Is is who? Jesus? No, who's on first? I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> I thought you were a baseball guy. <laughs> no, I fucking know Abbott and Costello, but... But I do I I totally because Roxanne was on the screen, so I I kind of zoned out for a second. Not because like Roxanne is anything like. Not not that I'm being I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, Roxanne was on the screen, and uh, that ties into the storyline from Tuesday. So I was trying to figure out what what they were saying. So I kind of zoned out for a second. I'm sorry. I'm a bad podcaster. No one ever said we were professionals. No, we're. We're the opposite of professionals. We're quite literally some of the worst amateurs, ever do if it. you will. Um, what's under that? Uh, is there anything less than that? Stupid little bitches. I don't really like that. Yeah, I we're would stupid little, amateur. We're, we're stupid that. little bitches. But I think that is more accurate. Yeah, you're right. Um, there marks. really isn't. We're marks. Yeah, yeah we're, oh, we're definitely marks. that. Um, there really isn't much to say about the match. Like it was good. It was a fun watch. McIntyre and Cross, the strap on match. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't really have a ton of notes for it because it was your pretty typical strap on match. And that was that. Yeah. But it was still good. I love me it a got, good strap on. I mean, match. it got six beers. It was incredibly physical. Yeah, six beers. Um, there was a point where I think I, I wrote it down. Karen Cross hit, yeah, twenty strap shots in a row, and then they yeah. also did a spot when they were both just back and forth with the strap. Yeah, on. and I, it, that was hard to cat count. Yeah, because they were hitting each other at the same time. It was at least a beer, a beer's worth. Yeah, probably more than a beer. Yeah. So six beers for McIntyre and Cross. And then we get into Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match. Leslie's favorite match. She loves ladder matches. So let me say one thing. This ladder match, they didn't do a lot of the slow climb shit. So when I was watching it, they really I was didn't. like, I was like, Leslie might actually like this match or not hate this match because she doesn't like wrestling. No, she would still hate it because, and I'll tell you why. There were a few points, yeah, there were a few points where they climbed the ladder 
and they were one rung too low where they could touch the title, but they couldn't physically like get it off of the thing. And that all that's also another thing she hates about ladder matches. Okay. But yeah, the slow climbs weren't really a thing here. Yeah. But there she's was still, uh, yeah, because of that, she would have hated this. Memorable moments from this match. Uh there was the spot where Bailey very smartly puts a ladder on top of Bianca Belair uh so that she would have trouble pushing the the ladder getting out from underneath the ladder because she you know she's she's so big she she couldn't just crawl under it and then Bianca Belair <laughs> uh basically bench presses the ladder off of her knocking yeah. Bailey off the off the top top ring that's that a classic was, uh, spot that was good it's though. a classic spot but it was cool to see with Bianca because obviously she's so strong I'll tell you what my favorite spot of the match was it was What's the that? end. It was the end. Because she climbed up and grabbed the title. No, well, obviously, right, right before she climbed the ladder. But oh, is the double KOD? No, the KOD while Bailey was holding the ladder. So, oh, um, oh yeah, that that was cool. The thing that like got me the most though was when I was watching it. I thought Bailey broke her jaw. Mm-hmm. That that seemed like she wrecked her jaw on that. Um, but she was fine and she was on raw Monday and she's on SmackDown tonight. Like she seems fine. Her jaw doesn't seem to be broken. Otherwise I don't think she'd be around, but it looked painful as fuck. And right after that, that's when Bianca climbed the ladder and retrieved the title. Yeah. But this was, uh... this was good. Yeah, it was. There's a come home baby sign right, right behind MVP right now. I am on commercial, Joe. Oh, I am not live. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> I know what sign you're talking about. Because Actually, I saw it's, it a few it, minutes ago. But I was wrong. It didn't say that. It said come home, Nebe. Okay. Which I, maybe I is Naomi. I also mm-hmm. thought it said Bebe, obviously, because I said it. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking Naomi. It would be now. cool to see Sasha and Naomi come back soon. Yeah. I don't know. Sasha's basically the the lady version of CM Punk, so that is very true. <laughs> she's bad she's for very, the, very annoying. Yeah, she's bad for the locker room, I think. Unpopular opinion. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh hopefully the uh Sasha people don't listen to that part. Also, like luckily we can't get canceled for saying that because nobody listens to this. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, I don't think we could ever get canceled because we only have three listeners. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else in this match. Thicky Steamboat was in the house. Yep. They showed, her during, they showed her right before the match. Um, And Bailey bled from somewhere. I have no idea where she bled from, but all of a sudden, like at some point, it was she, like her, she just her had mouth, blood. right? No, it wasn't. Oh no, that was smeared lipstick on her mouth. No, it wasn't. It was blood. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where she was bleeding from, but she had blood on like her arm and her face and but it was like smeared. So it was coming from somewhere. But I don't hmm. know where. I counted it. Huh. Um, but anyways, two point seven five beers for this. Yep. 
And then we got into the best match of the night, most beers of the night. I am glad I didn't drink for this uh, fully. Glad I didn't play the game for it. I drank throughout this entire show. Dewey and I, uh, I should actually say, Dewey and I decided to um, play the drinking game for one match. I told Dewey, I was like, you uh, you drinking for this tonight? And he was like, Dylan, I will drink one match. I will, I will play the drinking game for one match, and you can pick whichever one it was. I picked the strap one match, which got six beers. Um, But I kind of wish I would have picked this one because the beers were a little bit more spread out. And it's fun to see Dewey wasted. Yeah, it was fun. Um, we ended the strap on match and I was three beers behind. Yeah, <laughs> it that was makes rough. Sense. I don't even I don't even know how far behind Dewey was. I don't even know if he was keeping track, honestly. I think he kind of bitched out because he's yeah, Dewey. Bitch. Yeah. Um, but next match, best match of the night, Edge and Edge versus Finn Balor. I quit match. This was incredible storytelling. And it was just a long as fuck match. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, I mean, so so the, the beginning of the match, it's kind of just an, a normal I quit match. They're mean to each other. Uh, they beat each other down, uh, and then they start going into the crowd, and that's that's when it really starts getting good. I mm-hmm. I, I think that the crowd spots in this one, while typical for crowd spots were I think that they were really good like the 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 way that they used the arena was just really entertaining so yeah and they used the like pre-show stage thing oh yeah that was good too and edge went and got a hockey stick that was cool um but the the most most of the storytelling comes out uh once it seems like um edge is going to make finn say i quit and he's saying i i i a bunch and then you hear the crowd go off and judgment day comes out and they interfere and eventually edge gets handcuffed to the ropes by rhea ripley and they just go off on edge eventually ray mysterio comes out to help out he it doesn't really matter um Dominic gets to him and Michael Cole just has a field day. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sub Mysterio. Michael Cole just has a field day just talking about how much of a shithead Sub Mysterio is. And it has to it has to come down to the family. Um, Beth Phoenix comes out. She is able to take them all out and retrieve the key from Rhea Ripley. The face-to-face like stare down that she had with Rhea was awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. If they end up doing it, I would assume they're going to save that for Mania. Um, but she's able to get the key to unlock the handcuffs. Edge goes off with like I don't know six spears. It was crazy, and then eventually Beth gets taken out from behind by Rhea Ripley with brass knuckles to the head she gets knocked out and then they they just take out edge i think that's matches happening before mania really i don't know if it'll happen as soon as crown jewel but i do think that that match is happening before mania 
I that's just when I would like to see it. I don't know. I think I I don't know. Here here's what I think is like maybe they could really sell like because here uh, I'll get to it, but they end the match with Rhea is going to give a concerto to Beth Phoenix, and they that's how they make Edge say I quit because he doesn't want her to do it. So he says I quit, and then she does it anyway. So Beth gets the concerto, and she's laying there. Ooh, L.A. Knight. Just dead. Yeah, L.A. Knight's back. We were going to get to that. It's it's not Max Dupree. It's L.A. Knight. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. We love I'm it. I'm just saying they played it. They played his music. Oh, I have this on mute right now. Yeah, so do I. But like it said his name on in the background, I guess, is what I'm, I'm trying a, to say. I'm hoping that it's the same music. I'm, I'm probably going to watch SmackDown again. The good parts this being one of them um but yeah uh with beth getting the concerto i feel like they could sell her being injured slash out for a really long time yeah and then and that's when they could do the mania and that's how they could have it be a mania match at the same time i feel like come back at the royal rumble yeah or i i feel like they could do it as early as crown jewel since women are allowed to wrestle in saudi arabia Crown jewel is like three weeks away joe Yep. There's no way. Zero percent chance that happens at Crown Jewel. Zero. Okay. Calling it. I'll take that zero percent and raise you one percent. You're right. There is a one percent chance. But it's not gonna happen. Um okay. but yeah, this the the like this entire thing at the end with like the storytelling of them, like she's going to fucking absolutely murder Beth with the concerto and they're making edge watch it. And that's how they get him to say, I quit. It was like chef's kiss. It was perfect. Um, and Finn Balor wins huge win for him. Huge win for the judgment day who, I mean, I picked edge for this match because, uh, like when I made predictions, I just like judgment day, and anyone involved in Judgment Day loses every big match. Yeah, exactly. Which but was not uh, the case here. What I didn't consider during that is that I read an article that said Finn Balor is actually due. Not due, but like he is in the Triple H era. Obviously, it makes sense. Uh, someone considered in a very high, I don't know, yeah. a very, a very good wrestler. He's, and, he's, he's going to get, he's going to get a big push. He's not Triple a Vince H. McMahon guy, but he's a Triple H guy. Exactly. The, the Triple I mean, H people are going to get big pushes. Yeah, him coming back after coming back to NXT after the Fiend destroyed him. It's good. It's good shit, man. Hoping to see part three of that of that trilogy, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, that would be good. That would be real good. Um, but highest match on the card, eight. Best beers match on the card too, and best match, eight beers for this. Um, it is the number. I already forget what I said. Seven match yeah, all time. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Number eight match of all time. So you need at least seven beers to get in the top ten now, which is crazy. And I can only imagine that as we do more retros, that that number is only going to go up, and eventually this oh, match for- this match will be out of the top ten. 
not just more retros, but more AEW pay-per-views. Yeah, that too. Um, all right. And then the main event was the fight pit match, Joe, which I there were there were I definitely better matches tonight. Uh, yeah, or Saturday. Like, night. like the second to last match. But I think it made a little bit of sense to because let's be honest, the fight pit wasn't the real main event for this this show. Not at all. Um Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, yeah. Daniel Cormier also got set up uh in the week while we didn't record as the special guest referee. He sort of made himself involved, but like in reality, like this was a so so match. It was okay. Riddle had the spot where he jumped off the platform and did the the I don't know, what's that what is that called? The the Broton off the top of the of the thing? The the uh, the uh flying the flying bro. Or the, the flying bro. no the floating the floating bro that's the where he like, does a, yeah. a flip or something this one was like a senton either way that's uh, shortly after that is when he wins the match he he makes seth tap out it was honestly nothing special like for the few that they're having um it like honestly like i really don't have much, many other notes for it bron breaker was in the house there we go um it got 2.75 beers. Joe, if you want to talk about anything or about the fight pit, go ahead. Other than that, I'm ready to get on to the next thing. Nah, the only things I wanted to say is that like early in the match, uh, Daniel Cormier stood way too close to the action. And because of that, he took an elbow from, from Matt Riddle. And he's like, don't put your hands on me. You're fighting him. You're not fighting me. Um, and then the same thing happened with Seth Rollins. Um, so Daniel Cormier, you're not a great ref. You're standing too close to the action. Uh, so I will say that you uh, you kind of suck at being a ref, but <laughs> it's all right. And then uh, later in the, the match, takes here. Seth Rollins was on the on the outer rim of the ring up high, and he he had the the advantage on Riddle, and he he told Daniel to to count it count count the 10 count and he didn't he said you need to be down here and seth rollins looked at him and he's like i'll choke you out did he really yeah he's he well it wasn't exactly that but he said yeah i'll well, not like i'll that, choke you he... out if you don't count it and I, all i could think was i'll choke you out and i'll choke you out and i'll choke you out <laughs> i was like and a gay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right 2.75 beers for that. Yep. Um, and then Triple H pulls a fast one on us. He did the whole like uh fuck, what was uh, the first NXT, time he did NXT takeover Chicago? Yeah, where he he Johnny did, and Champa flashed the graphic where it's like, oh, it's we're about to go off air. Yeah, that thing. Screen goes black. Michael Cole is like, Are we still on air? Like, if, yeah, Michael, you fucking idiot. They start to sing. He's got, or you start to hear, he's got the whole world in his hands. It's all of the Firefly Funhouse characters brought to life: the 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 pig, the the buzzard, Huskus, Mercy, Huskus, Mercy, the buzzard, uh, the the stupid, uh, what was oh, Ramblin' Rabbit? I know that one, Ramblin' Rabbit. Yeah, I don't know the fucking demon girl's name, and then the A- fiend, Abby, Abby the Abby. witch. And then right? the fiend, and then all of a sudden you see the fiend's head on the desk. 
Yeah. Oh, that was right before the fiend, actually. And it was the burn burnt to a crisp fiend. Yeah. Uh that Randy Orton disposed of. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought. And they cut to this door that's there, which I saw some things on Twitter and it there was a, a lot of parallels drawn to like when Brody Lee did his video packages in AEW. Um, Would you call it the forbidden door? Oh, maybe. But like there was like this bright shining light behind Brody Lee when like so he cast a shadow in the video packages and then he walked towards the screen and you could see who he was. Um, Very similar to that, which could be a nod to him. Obviously, very good friends. Um, And then they did a video package. They did a video package with the uh, the Firefly Funhouse fucked up music. Everything's in cobwebs. Um. He's actually about to come on screen here, I think, during Race? SmackDown. Yeah, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but um, or we'll in talk about it next week, like what we what we see here tonight on SmackDown. But um, yeah, Firefly Funhouse. I'm quite literally watching the recap of it, so this is gonna be really easy to talk about. Firefly Funhouse with cobwebs, creepy video on the TV with static, and then the as Joe said, the forbidden door, it opens and lights go out and you see the lantern and Bray comes out. He's got a new mask, quite possibly creepier than the fiend mask, in my opinion. Um, and Bray Wyatt's back. Yeah. And there is rumors of the Wyatt six. Yeah. I don't I'll know. Say- I mean, obviously it's him and then the five like other Bo people. Dallas. Well, like the five other thing, like the the Firefly Funhouse characters and the Fiend that were around the arena that night. That's who yeah. the fun the the Wyatt Six is. But all right, so you're saying Bo Dallas is part of it? Bo Dallas is pretty much confirmed to be coming back to WWE. I would, I would agree with that. Uh I'll say behind Abigail, our sister Abigail, Abby the Witch, uh, there was a uh it was the SmackDown Tag Team Champs and the Raw Women's Championship. So people are thinking that it could be someone like Nikki A.S.H. If it if Alexa, a lot if it of people Alexa, think it's they Liv probably Morgan. Yeah, but she was a SmackDown Women's Champ. She was never a Raw Women's Champ. Those titles were just there. There, that was like a, somebody who bought tickets. That was her. That, that oh, was theirs. Okay. See, that's that's not what most people think. I don't think those were just staged there. All right. No. I mean, WWE has done a great job of long-term storytelling and giving hints. So it could be Nikki Cross. That would be it could, cool. N- Nikki Cross would be a cool one for sure. Um so something we didn't talk about when uh when Liv was being submitted during her match, she, she was smiled. smiling and it wasn't even submitted, it was a TKO, but she was smiling. So people yeah. think that she's like sadistic now and could be joining the Wyatt Six. That was yeah. That was that. I'm I'm on I'm on that train. I'm I'm in that I, I think so. I think so too. Uh, the the SmackDown Women's Championship and the Tag Team Women's Championship could be another thing that we never find out the reason behind. Like uh, a la the demon getting the rope cut on him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> fucking hated that yeah. um who else eric redbeard's been rumored big time 
That'd be a good one. And then there's some tag team that I forget what their names are, but they're also rumored to be part of it. Someone outside of WWE? Yeah, they have the... Fuck, what's their names? It's probably not Gallows and Anderson. No. <laughs> oh, man. It's like it. It's like Victor and somebody. Victor is... Uh, Victor is... Uh, what what they were? Fucking... No, it's not the Ascension. Okay, <laughs> it might not be Victor, but like it, like one of the dudes has like dreadlocks and shit. I think Masse. No, like he's a white dude with dreadlocks. Like okay, like dirty dreadlocks. You know how like when white people have dreadlocks, they're dirty. It just looks dirty. Shotzi's yeah. got her tank. Yep, she's had it. I think she had it last week. Yeah, I didn't watch last week because of the whole funeral thing. Didn't have to say that, Joe. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. We'll ha- we'll we'll eventually see who's part of the Wyatt Six. I would uh, I'm assuming that's going to be a big deal here coming soon. Hopefully, coming make soon the- on the drunk dudes talking wrestling. Who is part of the Wyatt Six? Yeah, we will be talking about it soon. Hopefully. I mean, it's going to depend on WWE like coming through with it, but yes, ideally. Um, but with that, the big debut, WWE Extreme Rules 2022, number five all time so far on the pay-per-view standings at 30.5 beers. Yeah, Triple H got WWE into the top five. Impressive. With six matches. Yeah, that's an incredible beer per match ratio. Yeah, it's I think it's 5.1, right? No, yep, a little bit. It's right around 5.1 beers per match, which is insane. Um, considering each match is like I don't know 12 to 20 minutes long, could you imagine having tw- like five beers in 15 minutes? And doing that, doing that for three hours straight. No, that might be more impressive because AEW has to do a four-hour pay-per-view to get thirty beers with a one-hour pre-show. True, it's just insane. All right, let's then get into the weekly wrestling recap. Um, I don't have anything from the week before, or I guess last week, other than. The big news coming out of AEW where Sammy Guevara and Andrade allegedly got into a fight backstage. Yeah. So there's two there's two ways to look at that. There's either the Andrade is just trying to get the fuck out. Or, or Sammy Guevara is toxic. I think there is a little bit of truth in both sides. Because there always is. I know that's the coward's way out. But I'm on Team Andrade here. Because, yeah, because fuck Sammy, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. He sucks. He, he he just sucks. And he he for sure doesn't fuck. He sucks. I think he does fuck, unfortunately. And good for him. But I don't like him. Yeah, me neither. I don't even know him, but I can just tell I wouldn't like him as a person. Oh, before we get into weekly wrestling recap, you said there wasn't anything you wanted to touch on that from the week before. I want to touch on the fact that uh, that Legato showed up. Well, and 
Zelina that was, was there. That was last week's SmackDown. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't record that would be last the week. one that would be the one that we would talk about during the oh, show. Oh, you're right, you're right. That is this week. Never mind. Speaking of, let's talk <laughs> Speaking about of, last week's let's Smackdown. Let's get into SmackDown. Um, Joe, did anyone show up? Did anyone debut at last week's SmackDown? No. I don't Are you think serious, so. Dude? Oh, you're talking about Legato del Fantasma. Yes, Joe. And maybe a return as well. Yeah, and Zelina Vega. Blonde Zelina Queen, Vega. Queen Zelina. She's oh, did they queen. call her that? No, but she still is queen. That's true. She is still they, the queen of the ring. They haven't done another King of the Ring or Queen of Queen's the Queen's Crown. Oh, it is. Was it Queen's Crown? It was something like that. It I wasn't. It, was it wasn't of the Queen ring. of the Ring. No, it wasn't. It was. It was something like. It was like something. Something like Queen's Crown. I think you're right. I think it was Queen's Crown. That makes. That sounds more familiar than Queen of the Ring, honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love this. We saw this coming. Um. Did not think that Electra Lopez would not be joining them, but it seems that Zelina obviously has taken the place of Electra Lopez. In Legato. Yeah. Um, mostly I would assume to be doing a lot of the talking yeah. for the group because they're, let's be honest, their English isn't the greatest. Their English is, well, I mean, uh, what's his but, name? I uh, mean, the main guy, uh, Hijo del Fantasma, Santos Escobar. Yeah. His English is better than Andrade's. Yeah. His English is great. It's, there's no problem with his English, but Zelina was the mouthpiece for Andrade for years and absolutely fucking crushed it. Yeah. And I can't I think remember she's a gonna single. Do, Z- she's going to do just as good of a job here. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't, yeah it's going to be great, especially because it seems like they're feuding with Hit Row right off the bat. Yeah. And I, I don't like Hit Row. I don't like Hit Row without Swerve. Yeah. I liked Hit Row with Swerve. Yeah, I, 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 I was never a fan, honestly. So, I mean, without Swerve, they're a lower tier tag team, and yeah, be fair, they're, they're on, To me, they're on the same level of, uh, that group we were just talking about, uh, M- M- Maximum Male Models. Yes, they're they're on the same level. They're just a jobber tag team. Uh, they're a step below. What's his name? T- Top Dalla. Top Dalla sucks. BFAB sucks. The only person who can really wrestle in that group now is uh, not Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, Ashanti the Adon- Adonis. Ashanti the Adonis. He's 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 a decent wrestler. Yeah, that's the only person that can wrestle in that group. So yeah. Um, let's see what else I have for SmackDown. Uh, we had the Bloodline and Logan Paul promo last week. So Sami Zayn making Roman. Uh, break again like break character again because Sami Zayn is just that hilarious oh also because I'm watching it right now on Smackdown there is going to be a debut here pretty soon or a return here pretty soon Joe with the Viking Raiders yeah with Sarah, uh, Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan is coming back soon she's yeah I mean she she returned at the Rumble this year that was uh that was pretty good I guess, pretty cool to see, but she's not great. But she could be. She could be. We might Never be really wrong. Got to see her shine. 
you know? Yeah, because she was she was part of a trio. And she was the third of that is. trio. You know. Um but the other big thing I wanted to get to from SmackDown, Wade Barrett on commentary. So we had the it was the season premiere of SmackDown. Obviously, we've talked about season premieres before. Chad was able to explain it very well uh before he died. And um, I don't remember that much about why they do seasons, but they do seasons for a it's, show that yeah. runs year round. Um, but yeah, season premiere, they shook up the commentary teams. They Jimmy Smith is gone, and literally right after he was gone, he made comments about how Roman Reigns isn't a fighter. Um, so cancel Jimmy Smith. And He's, he he amplified that. Um, I'm gonna let yeah, Jimmy he did. Smith off. He did. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm kind of I'm joking, but SmackDown now we have Cole and Wade Barrett until Pat McAfee gets back, and then Wade's gonna go back to NXT apparently. Oh, is but, that what they said? Um, it was kind of like a uh, implication implication because Wade Barrett was like, "I'm I'm on SmackDown for now or whatever." Okay. Um, and and said like NXT see you soon or something or see you like see you soon yeah I don't know okay I I really uh, don't know but so I'll say with that that on we didn't talk about it but on Saturday during Extreme Rules they also announced that Michael Cole and Corey Graves will be the commentary team for every premium live event which I don't hate they're they are the two best but I would much rather well Pat's the best so like if you don't have Pat McAfee involved, that's the best combo you have. I, I agree. Um, but Corey Graves is on raw with just Kevin Patrick, the Irishman. They yep. kicked Byron back to doing backstage interviews, which I love. I love just having a two person commentary team. Um, and Byron Saxton fucking sucks anyways. So He's back there doing backstage interviews, which is great. And then NXT is Booker T and Vic Booker Joseph. Booker T and Vic Joseph, which is good. For Vic now. Joseph needs someone to keep him in check. Yeah, and Booker T will keep him in check. Um, And then really the only other thing from SmackDown last week was LA Knight's back. And you uh, kind of already hinted at that, like. LA Knight's officially back. Well, yeah, that and the incredible Intercontinental Championship main event. Yeah, it kind of uh, ooh, had a yawn there. It's getting really late. It's almost past my bedtime, dude. It's like almost 930. It's crazy. Um, We're going so late, dude. We're I'm getting so old. It's 930 and I'm yawning. But anyways, um, yeah, that that kind of... um. So obviously this is the night before Extreme Rules. Um, Walter retaining here kind of made it obvious that the Brawling Brutes were going to win at Extreme Rules, and we already talked about that, but they did. You know, obviously in the title match, the the champion's going to win, and then in the non-title tag team match, obviously the non-champion's going to win. But it was still a very good match. It was hurt by commercial breaks, but that's going to happen anywhere. Like you don't get match of the year candidates on TV. Um, but yeah, LA night back that good match. And that was SmackDown last week. Yeah. What about rampage? Joe, did you watch rampage? 
Uh, I didn't watch anything on Friday. All right. That's the only that's the only day I missed this week. Um, I also did not watch Rampage because I looked at the results and I chose not to watch it. But it looks like I don't even know what happened. Looks like Blackpool Combat Club faced off against Roosh and the Private Party. Varsity Blondes uh, got beaten by Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Lame. Wow. Um, Anna Jay and Tay Mello versus Madison Rain and Sky Blue, which the heels won. Sup. And sup. Uh, Death Triangle faced off against Dark Order for the trios titles and obviously Death Triangle won. Ooh. So there was that match. And then right after that, uh, Pac defended his title against Trent Beretta and Pac won, obviously. Huh. Oh. Oh, this was a was this a two hour show? I don't know. Because after that, there was Jade Cargill versus Willow Nightingale. Uh, Jade Cargill won, and that's when Nyla Rose came in and stole the TBS belt. That made so that was the only thing that confused me on Wednesday. Yeah, was why she had the belt. I was like, "There's yeah, no she way." Stole it. And then yeah, and then FTR versus the Gates of Agony, which are uh, Toa, Leona, and Khan. That sounds and like that a two-hour show. That was for the Ring of Honor. Te- yeah, there were seven matches, so it had to have been a two-hour show. Has to be. Either way, I don't think I'm going to be watching Rampage T- until tonight. they give me a reason to watch it. No, they should just cancel it. Dude, I just watched Liv Morgan beat the shit out of Sonya Deville for no reason. Yeah. She's got that, that shitty that looks, that's on her face. She's going crazy. I think she is in the Wyatt Six, dude. She's got to be. Bo Dallas and then Bo Dallas's long-term girlfriend, Liv Morgan. Yeah, it makes sense. Are they still together? Yeah, yeah they own a farm. They own a farm? We're going to get Something the deets like that. on that. Yeah, they How own many a farm acres? Neighbor. How many cows do they have? How many chickens do they have? Do they have rabbits? Do they have horses? Uh, they, they probably have white rabbits. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Good call. All right. Um... Let's get to Raw season premiere of Raw. Then um, Raw was it was it was Raw the, was great. Before we 20, talk about Raw, okay, twenty five, twenty fifth. Uh, I was gonna say twenty fifth anniversary. I want to talk about how mad I am about Raw. Oh, go off, Joe. All right, so I was in New York, you know that for a funeral. Yep. Um, and I was originally going to stay in New York until Tuesday. But everything wrapped up on Sunday. And I was like, okay, I'll just... Oh, sorry. Everything wrapped up on Monday, I think. Whatever it was, I left on Monday. It was Monday. Yeah, yeah. So everything funeral-wise wrapped up on Monday. And I was like, eh, the interment is at 11.30. I will just leave right after that, and I'll I'll still get back Uh halfway through raw you know um so i i left monday at about one o'clock and i got home about about 9 30 but we stopped for gas a little before eight o'clock and uh and i looked on facebook real quick and i saw that my buddy who also lives in new york was at raw and i was like that's weird that he's at raw and that's when i realized that at the ubs arena no 
maybe the other one, Barclay Center. I think it was at Barclays. They were at Barclays. Yeah. In Brooklyn, New York, Raw was live that night. And again, I was originally going to leave on Tuesday and I decided to leave on Monday. Were you in New York City? No, but you were in the uh, state. I was in the state and Brooklyn is actually on the same island and Queens is on the same island. Uh, So I wouldn't have had to go over any bridges or anything. So I was in the state. I was on the same island, and I didn't know that it was going to be in New York. Wait, you were in Long Island? I was on Long Island. Is that not New York City? No. I will say that the when you think New York City, you think Manhattan. But yes. New York City is five boroughs. It's Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and the Bronx. And Queens and Brooklyn are on Long Island. And when you think oh. Barclays Center... And UBS Arena. That's Brooklyn. Those those are in Queens and Brooklyn. I'm so confused. I always thought Long Island was a beer or was a borough. No, Long Island is not a borough. There are two boroughs on Long Island. I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> but so, so, so that that, the, that Long Island wasn't a borough, New York. She's shaking her head now. Yes, yeah, so there there are two there are two boroughs on Long Island, but Long. Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and what else? The Bronx. The Bronx. What is that? What what are the two boroughs on Long Island? Queens and Brooklyn. Queens and Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, look at a map and you'll see. Isn't that He said look at a map. Sorry, I don't know New York. I don't either. That's crazy. So so anyway, I'm 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 an idiot. Island. Uh... Technically, Raw was on Long Island, and I didn't find out until I was in Maryland at a rest at a gas station that was that it the Raw was. No, it was Eastern Maryland, so I think it was a Wawa. Um, but yeah, sheets un- greater than sign Wawa. Sorry for for sure for sure. Uh, but yeah, I didn't find out until I was almost back in Virginia that Raw was on Long Island. Otherwise, yeah. I would have. If you I had known gone to Raw. If I had known, and it was a great Raw. Um, if I had known, then I would have gone to Raw. Speaking of Raw, let's get into it. Let's just talk about the cool things that you missed <laughs> when you could have gone to Raw. Um, first of all, the 25th anniversary of DX, probably the least cool thing that happened that night, honestly. But it yeah. happened. And that's like saying something. Like That's how good the Raw was. The, the Riddle and uh, Bloodline, they had a yeet off. Yeah. Um he the Riddle trolled Sami Zayn a little bit. Gargano and Theory had a match. Yeah. Um Judgment Day with their promo and then Uncle Allen AJ Styles came out looking like he was going to join the Judgment Day when in he reality sure, I was I was convinced. I was very con- well no, I wasn't because I watched Raw on Tuesday so I already knew what happened. But Either way, I would have I would have been convinced. Um, it, AJ Styles bent the knee to Finn Balor. Yeah, everyone knows when you him. bend when you bend the knee, you're pledging your 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 life and your soul to that person. Which wasn't the case because he was not talking about Finn Balor. He was talking about his friends from the OC, the Bullet Club, the Gals never open weight, right? Never open weight. Yeah. 
the other the the craziest thing about that, yeah, Carl Anderson is still the never open weight champion for New Japan. So let me say this: Did you see the tweets this week about uh, New Japan retweeting WWE? No, um, it had to do I specifically saw, well, with, only, with with the OC re debuting in WWE. The and only thing that I New- saw, Joe, is with uh, Gallows and Anderson showing up in WWE was Tony Khan saying that he's not going to put up with this fucking bullshit. I saw that. I, I saw that one, too. <laughs> uh, but but I also saw that same uh, little clip of uh, of when Tony Khan sees New Japan retweeting WWE, him saying, I'm not going to fucking put up with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it seems like New Japan is okay with uh, Anderson and Gallows. It's the Triple H effect, dude. And Triple H um, effect. Well, I mean, the Forbidden Door got knocked down this week on Raw. Let's be honest. Yeah. Was it the Forbidden Door knockdown that we were hoping for? No. We didn't expect it, though. But if New Japan can work with WWE... At right, a few months after New Japan worked with uh, AEW, they would be insane, and they yeah. would probably put on a better show. Now, let me also say this: I did also read that WWE was doing everything in their power to get Billy Gunn to show up at the DX reunion, and really? it seems like Tony Khan was the one that shut it down. Well, as Corey Graves said on Monday, he was too busy playing with office equipment that was awesome <laughs> that was so these, funny like all the things that they're like all the jabs that they're taking at AEW. i mean you it's... can't even really call it jabs at AEW because AEW will completely like roast AEW, wwe for no reason and wwe is the better company right like their their momentum is open so... kimono like WWE is my favorite company right now, which is crazy to say. This isn't it's insane because yeah, like three or four months ago, like it wouldn't have been the same. Like we would not we would not have thought that at all. It, it's just amazing like how fast Triple H has turned this around and put everything in WWE's favor. They have all the momentum. It's just it's awesome. Insane. I, I can't think of any other way to describe it. Wrestling is awesome right now. Yeah. I and do need AEW to stick around though because competition builds like a better product. So Yeah. Yeah, no, AEW should stick around. But now I need AEW to be better. I, I think we're just yeah. gonna hit a little like ebbs and flows with everything. Like there will be points where WWE is gonna take take a little snooze button and AEW will climb back in yeah I, I hope not as well I hope they just continue this and AEW just gets back up on their level where they used to be but yeah regardless um let's talk about other stuff on Raw we had another return Joe um maybe the best return of the night it was Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar was there are we excited about Brock Lesnar I missed I missed a I I think so because we're not excited about like the beast among men or whatever the fuck he was, uh, the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. We're excited me, about cow- cowboy Brock. 
Tell me why you're excited Brock Lesnar's back, and then I'll tell you why I'm excited he's back. Uh, so I will say, one, he's not in the title picture. That's exactly why I'm excited he's not back. And then two, the Cowboy Brock shit was just so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that character. His, is back pa- as well. his Paul Heyman reign, nothing to, nothing to write home about except that he was champ for a very long time. Yeah, and then that's all like, it, like while Vince was in charge, that's all Brock Lesnar ever did was be in the title picture. But now we had a United States Championship match on Monday. Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Seth Rollins is the United States champion now. Two-time Grand Slam champ. Bobby Lashley, nothing to do. And he got attacked before the match by Brock Lesnar. Now he's not the champ. I would not be surprised to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to get. Non-title. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be really fucking good. That's that right there. I can just see. I can picture it now. Vince McMahon on his couch at home. Jerking off. Jerking off. <laughs> just two big sweaty men just being sweaty around each other. And, and he's got tears in his eyes. Doing the graps. He's yeah, like, that's that's his lubricant, his tears. The, these two sweaty men are doing great. But wouldn't it be better in a title picture? Wouldn't it he's, be better? He's crying wouldn't, and he's Wouldn't it be jerking. better if every single title was on the line? Yeah. <laughs> he's just jerking and jerking and jerking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. All right. What else? Uh, and then he pays $40 million for no one to find out that he's ever jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, we also have a big return next week, Joe, or uh, in a couple days here on Monday. What is Elias? Oh, Elias is showing up next week. Yeah, so Zeke the Freak is done, apparently. Allegedly. No, like that was like, that's like a big, been a big rumor. Like they're just going back to Elias. Ezekiel, like Ezekiel never happened. They were quite literally just waiting for him to grow his beard back out so he could come back. And I guess on Monday he'll be ready. But um, wait, wasn't there wasn't there a segment where the Elias and Ezekiel were in the same picture? Are you sure they're the same person? That beard didn't even look fake even a little bit. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be cool to see. Um but also before before we get off raw, Dexter Loomis has his de- debut match on Raw next week against versus the Miz. The Miz. And if the Miz wins, then Dexter Loomis can't show his face around Raw again. I think that's what what it was. I don't remember. It was either so obviously it, Dexter just, Loomis is going to win. Well, I remember the other stipulation is if Dexter Loomis wins, he gets a contract with Monday Night Raw. Oh yeah, that's what it was. He gets a contract with Monday Night so, Raw, and obviously Dexter is going to win. Yeah, he's going to be a full time Raw member. Yeah. He ruined the Miz's birthday, but he's still going to win next week. Yeah. The birth, the perfect birthday that Maurice put together, who, by the way, looked great. She looked great. She's a major sup. Maurice? Sup. Anyway, speaking of Dexter Loomis, did you know that Dexter Loomis used to be on NXT? What? Let's talk about it. (laughs) Nailed it. Excellent segue. Um, 
let's see. My first note says Booker T kept saying pay-per-view. Booker T um, kept saying pay-per-view and Booker T simped hard for toxic attraction. Those yes. are my Booker T notes. Um, Love me some Booker T on commentary though. He was awesome. Yeah. And also the Nathan Frazier axiom match was fucking awesome. Yeah. Nathan Frazier is advancing to the ladder match at Halloween Havoc. That match is uh, solidified. It's him. Mellow, the other dude that won that I don't remember his name, and two more people that I also don't remember. Because quite honestly, I don't think I've watched the last two episodes of NXT. I don't remember who else is in this ladder match. Uh, Which one? The match at Halloween Havoc, North American Championship ladder match. While you look that uh, up, it's going to be a good match. It doesn't matter because it's a North American Championship ladder match. And... Those are always good. Um, we had Anafi and Blade win number one a contenders. number one contendership ladder match or crazy match, not a ladder match. Um, so they're gonna face um pretty deadly at Halloween Havoc. I think that's two weeks away, right? That's not this Tuesday. That's the following Tuesday. I'm pretty sure. So it looks like yeah. Halloween Havoc's gonna be pretty good because there's that the ladder match and the triple trip match for the um for the NXT championship. And then the only other note I had was about Sonya Deville showing up in defense of Mandy Rose. And she Yeah, that was Alice that was Fire. pretty cool. I, and I didn't even understand it at first. And then I was like, "Wait a second. Sonya and Mandy used to be on a tag team together with Soraya." Mhm. Uh anyway, Iron Desire. Um Carmelo Oro Mensa that's the guy that I Wesley. don't remember his name. Oh, yeah, Wesley. Your favorite, Von Wagner. Oh, that's right. That's why I couldn't remember that uh, person. And I Nathan Frazier. Von Wagner. Von, uh, Wagner Von Wagner's name is, is going to suck. Von Wagner's name is Wayne Bloom. How fucking lame is that? Wayne Bloom? Oh, wait. No, that's not true. The, the, <laughs> the, link, the link is broken. He was a professional wrestler that was born in 1958 so i don't know who wayne bloom is but it's definitely not von wagner the link is broken okay jury's still out on what von wagner's real name is um but until then i'm gonna call him (laughs) wayne bloom (laughs) (laughs) we just keep saying that um do you have anything else from nxt because it was good but nxt is it was pretty forgettable for me honestly number four like Raw and SmackDown are one A and one B. Dynamite's number two, or I guess number three if you're doing that. But um, and then NXT is four. Rampage, I don't even care to watch anymore. Oh, you don't want to talk about Kiana James and Thea Hale? No, no. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> oh, Ilya Dragunov and Grayson Waller were the main event. That was a good match, but that like, was a great, yeah, nothing storyline that 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 I really care about there. But you're right, it was a great match. And Dragonov won, right? You, I mean, you pretty yeah. much knew he was going to win. So, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it th- those are the things. Like it happened. It was a good match, and it's just like I don't know. Like there's definitely matches on Raw that we didn't talk about that were good, that were better than that. Riddle yeah. versus Zane. Well, not better than that necessarily, but yeah, Riddle versus Zane was. Candice LeRae and Bailey was good. Riddle Riddle, versus Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, you're right. Candice LeRae and Bailey. 
Um, Rollins and Lashley, like we kind of talked about that, but shit like that, you know. Anyway, uh, Jungle Boy faced Luchasaurus because Luchasaurus is a black mask again. Yes. So getting away from NXT into Dynamite. Big things from Dynamite. Um, Renee Paquette. Sup. Sup. Renee is all elite. Love it. I honestly, when they started the show, thought I thought that she was going to be on commentary, which I would not have hated. But, but not as good, you know. Not as good. Renee's, Renee's not great on commentary. She's not great. I think, honestly, right now she'd be better than JR. Probably. But, but JR has really J- been a, JR a, is like never on commentary anymore. Because he's bad. He's, he's, he's just old. easing his way out. Yeah. He's, he's washed gotten, up. Like watching him in 1999, he's he's good. He's he's the goat, obviously. But like in 1999, it's like very obvious the mistakes that he makes and like yeah, where he misspeaks and stuff mm-hmm. that people like to talk about on Twitter. Nowadays, it's like ten times worse, and he calls like a tenth of the matches that he did back then. So, yeah, it's it, Jr. Grow up. Love you. But, you know, he's got one foot out the door. Just just get them both out. And he deserves it, you know? Yeah, he does. I mean, either either get them, get both your feet back in or get them both out. I, I, I don't like how Dynamite's doing, like, JR's on just the main event or something. Yeah, agreed. If you did that kind of stuff, like, every now and then, it'd be cool. Like it was cool when he did just the commentary for WrestleMania 28 for just the Hell in a Cell match between Taker and Triple H. But I don't know. I can't think of another like example of when that kind of stuff was cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what else? We did a big title change on Dynamite. That was the main event. Um, Orange Cassidy. Is now the All Atlantic champion. He beat yeah, Pack he in the main event. Orange Cassidy gets his first championship in AEW. Um, I really Maybe thought Pack was gonna no win, one. honestly. Because, yeah. because Joe, there were I think there's rumors going around that the suspensions for everyone in the in the brawl out thing. Yeah. Um that the suspensions are up. Okay. So I'm expecting to, to see CM the Punk elite. or Well, CM Punk's hurt. So we're not going to okay. see CM Punk so in a, in a long time. Maybe we'll see a steel soon. But I don't think we'll see him either, but he's okay. he's a backstage person when CM Punk's not around. But um the the reason that everyone thought it was a rumor or that that everyone's thinking about it is cuz Ace Steel did put out a tweet that hinted at the fact that it, the suspensions were over. So that's really the only thing that we have that we know about is that he had that tweet and that was it. Um, so I was honestly expecting Pack to win, keep the keep the title, and then the the elite to return and challenge them to a six man title match. Yeah, that would have been good. Because like since since the elite lost, like they've done nothing with those titles, other than have the match to crown yeah, new champions. I, yeah, I mean, 
we did just talk about the fact that there was a match against the best friends on Friday at during Rampage, an apparent two hour Rampage. Was that for the six man titles? Yeah, it was for the trios titles. Oh, okay. Well, never mind, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, uh, going on 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 AW Dynamite, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho had a match for the title. That happened. Yep, Ring Jericho of Honor Championship. Won. Jericho wins. Uh, he takes down another former Ring of Honor World Champion, Brian uh, Daniel Daniel Garcia. That's what it was. Daniel Garcia resolidified himself as a heel, and in association with Jericho Appreciation Society, whatever. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I was into this story when he was going to turn face and be a quote unquote wrestler instead of exactly. a sports entertainer. And now I'm not. <laughs> he he's turned against uh, Danielson and rejoined Danielson so many times. This time he can't because he he screwed Danielson out of his chance to win the ROH title. Yeah. So. Now Daniel Garcia is back in the the camp of like, oh man, you suck. You're with the Jazz. Hate the Jazz. They suck. Yeah, um, it's, one it's thing whatever. to note here, Joe. Okay, go ahead and note it. One, one thing to note about this Ring of Honor World Championship match. Did you see who was the ref for that match that Jericho was in? Uh, no. What if Aubrey I told Edwards? you? What if I told you it was Paul Turner? In a Jericho match? I know, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. It was not Aubrey Edwards. It's the first match I can ever think about. Or the first match I can ever think of that Aubrey Edwards did not referee a Chris Jericho match. Yeah, Chris Jericho and AEW, obviously. But Yeah. It's just crazy to think about. Um, Yeah. And then uh, the only other note I had from Dynamite was a note I took where Leslie told me that scissoring is not just a hand gesture. Oh, what else does it mean? I don't know. I thought it was just a hand gesture. Yeah. That's what that's what the acclaim taught me. So if anyone out there knows what else scissoring could be, let yeah, us if, know. If any please tell us what scissoring is. If you could tell us using like a video, like a video proof, like here's what here's what scissoring is. Um, not in hand gesture form because obviously we understand that the acclaim do that all the time. Yeah, we appreciate but that. Leslie told me yeah, that there's something the else has that has to do with scissoring, and... and I don't know what it is. Oh, maybe like wrapping gifts. Wrapping gifts could be that. Yeah, it could be. It could for sure be that. Use a lot of. I I use scissors a lot when I wrap gifts. Yeah, so maybe yeah. when they say scissor me, you're like you're in the in the place Cut of the wrapping the, paper. Yeah, scissor the wrapping paper. Yeah. I, I, I really have no idea what else it could be. Yeah. So, But speaking of wrapping, should we wrap this thing up? Yes. Nice. Killed it. I agree. That was actually really good, Joe. Because I'm ready to wrap this up. Yeah, I am too, because Bray Wyatt's about to show up on my screen. And I, I'm mm-hmm. going to unmute for And I that. don't want to watch that on mute. Um, all right. Well, next week, uh, we've got another retro pay-per-view. It's the one we were going to do last week. I don't remember what it was, but it's the one after Survivor Series 1999. I think Armageddon 1999. Yeah, it's Armageddon. Armageddon 1999. Probably going to be a horrible show. Can't wait to talk about it. Probably going to be a lot of good signs. If it's a horrible show, there's going to be a lot of good signs. That's what I'm looking forward to. 
Um, and then we're going to talk in, in a little bit more detail about this SmackDown show that's been on mute this whole time that we've been recording. And yep. the, I don't know, continuation. We've got the, the final build towards Halloween Havoc. AEW is in a lull period, so probably going to be a shitty show. And then Raw and SmackDown yeah. are starting slash continuing their build towards Crown Jewel. So yep. we'll see what next week looks like. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we'll catch you on down the road. Drink